it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hi there, welcome to this episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. This week we bring you the first in our offerings from the recently held Blind Citizens Australia Connect conference. It was held on the 29th of May online and uh, some 70 to 80 people enjoyed a full day of uh, offerings from panels as diverse as communications technology, uh, resilience, the entrepreneurial mindset and many more. This week we bring you the first in a two-part series on the session on accessible, verifiable and independent voting. Jennifer Parry is the New South Wales Program Officer with Blind Citizens Australia. Casting a vote that is secret, independent and verifiable has long been and continues to be an issue about which people who are blind or vision impaired have been extremely passionate about. While progress has been made, it is vital that the lived experience of voters are provided uh, to respective electoral commissions and also to government to ensure continued improvement uh, to achieve genuine independence for all voters. Uh, Across all jurisdictions uh, and electoral Uh, processes, we see a vastly variable difference in the options available and processes allowed uh, under legislation uh, to facilitate independent voting. Uh, The availability Mm. of iVote in some states but not others Mm. is one such consideration and also the eligible of disability awareness training for permanent and casual uh, electoral staff. So this session will describe uh, what work is being undertaken at present in these areas, um, highlight examples of systems and processes that work well, and also some of the issues which still require further advocacy. Today there are two panel presenters who will be speaking to us on their respective experiences and perspectives. Um, Our first speaker is Jamie Garrido. Jamie is from the Australian Electoral uh, Commission's Community and International Engagement Program. The Community and International Engagement Program is responsible for supporting the electoral participation of people with disability Indigenous Australians, people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, people experiencing homelessness, young people and prisoners. So that is quite a diverse group. Our second speaker today will be Susan Thompson. Susan Thompson has been an an active member of Blind Citizens Australia since 1979 and served in a number of capacities. She served for a number of years as a Sydney branch secretary and president, 
has served on organisations, the organisation's council and board of directors, and has served on the then National Policy Development Council. Susan currently works as an advocacy advisor with Vision Australia, a, per, a position which she has held for 14 years. So without further ado, I would like to welcome our first speaker, Jamie Garrido. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jennifer, and um, a big thank you to everyone for uh, providing the opportunity for the AEC to participate in this very important uh, panel discussion. Um, it's important for the AEC to um, be involved in these forums to hear firsthand from electors on challenges to electoral participation. It's through these uh, forums and consultations um, with electors that the AEC is able to, where possible, um, due to legislative um, constraints make enhancements to our service um, offerings. Um, as mentioned, my role entitles um, working with um, what the AEC calls its targeted um, groups, um, and these are groups that may have some challenges to electoral participation, um, and it's our role within the community engagement team to be um, working and consulting with um, these electors to get a better understanding of what some of those um, local challenges are and then working with um, in our policy division to put pressure on, on government to make enhancements if um, legislation, our act is getting in the way of, um, I guess, providing full and equal access to electors. Um, so there's only so much that the AEC can do in terms of changing the act. Obviously, this needs to be uh, uh, um, approved by government. So it's working through um, our um, disability advisory committee that we get an understanding and work with the groups to um, you know, raise those issues as a holistic group um, to make a better opportunities for people with disability to exercise their franchise. We've just gone through a bit of a process where we're really, you know, we, we, we do listen, uh, we have been listening, I should be saying, but we really made a concentrated effort um, following the 2019 election to get a real greater understanding at that grassroots level on what it is the AEC can do better to um, support all electors um, at polling places to ensure that our our polling places are inclusive and accessible. We've just finished a round of consultation um, facilitated by a disability um, service provider where we pretty much asked um, the participants what are the priority service offerings the AEC can explore and can uh, attempt to implement leading into the next election which will make it um, uh, more inclusive and accessible for electors to participate and vote um, at polling places. And we've been gathering that information and we've been working with our Disability Advisory Committee to, where possible, um, start to implement some of these for the next federal event. Um, the AEC in the past um, is, has obviously always attempts to make, make its processes more accessible, but in terms of the way that we classify polling places um, for its accessibility, it is really captured around 
um, supporting people with um, mobility restrictions. And over the last two, three years, we've really started to broaden our thinking around how we promote the accessibility of polling places to ensure that electors have the information required to enable them to um, select which is the best option for them to cast their vote um, leading into election. So um, as you may be aware, the AEC offers postal voting, uh, also offers um, mobile um, polling where we actually go to um, relevant um, communities and hospitals and um, you know homeless shelters um, to provide that opportunity for people to cast a vote and in particularly for the blind and low vision we offer the telephone voting. Um, leading into the next election where we're sort of looking at obviously continuing to um, provide that level of service but at, at polling places we're exploring the opportunity to perhaps provide an environment that is more accommodating for um, some electors that might need some extra support. And the type of things that I'm talking about is, you know, having um, a separate quiet room where there's less people around, um, there's going to, you know, there'll be more AEC officers there to provide assistance for electors who may require um, that sort of support to cast their vote. Um, we're looking at where we can um, having um, a, a rest area leading into the polling place to enable people just to rest and observe the environment um, and um, make them feel make themselves feel comfortable in terms of when they're ready to to go into the polling place. So these are the type of things that we're looking at. We're really ramping up our um, our um, website in terms of how we promote the level of um, how we promote the services available at polling places and the level of detail that we provide. So we've just updated our polling place inspection forms to gather extra information which will assist people with disability and um, other electors to make informed decisions on where they're looking at um, casting their vote leading into the next election. Um, that's a bit of a quick update from our end. Is, um, I'm not sure how Jennifer, how we're going to run this forum. If you if you want um, to take some questions now, or we want the other panel members to have a bit of a discussion as um, as well. I think um, so. The other person uh, can have a discussion because one comment that comes out of what you said that there is a lot of work being undertaken, which is uh, fantastic. And I think there'll be uh, work around how that information will be conveyed once it's uh, collated as well. I understand you were just talking about the updates to the website. Uh, will that um, also include any uh, audio, audio or, um, or video material that's, that's inclusive? Will that be part of that project? Yeah, that's something we're definitely exploring. Um, we're always uh, making sure that, um, particularly with our web, um, our web products are always uh, accessible. And one of the things that we do have on our plate is exactly what you've just mentioned, Jennifer, is providing audio um, to ensure that um, all electors have um, access to that information. That's excellent. And I guess another uh, consideration which uh, we've talked about and 
and forums is for people that can't access the website, what's possible, whether it be through the Electoral Commission, if people can call to get this similar information, if they're not sure about uh, what is available at a polling place, is that something that's also being considered? Definitely. Um, we, um, we definitely ramp up um, the number of um, people that we have working behind the phones to take on these um, calls and questions that um, electors may have about polling places and which are the ones that are going to be best suited to, um, to their needs. So um, at any given point, um, once an election is called um, and that information is available, electors will be able to call the AEC um, to obtain that information. We actually provide scripts for um, AEC staff receiving those calls so they're able to um, answer those questions and queries um, efficiently and effectively. And we'll bring you the second part of that panel discussion next week. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, feel free to call 1800 033660. 1800 033660. Or you can email bca at bca.org.au. bca at bca.org.au. If you've got any feedback or suggestions for the New Horizons radio program and podcast, contact me on new.horizons at bca.org.au. New.horizons at bca.org.au. And as a reminder, we're heading towards the end of the financial year. BCA relies heavily on donations from its members and from the general public. If you'd like to donate to Blind Citizens Australia, there's a number of ways in which you can do that. You could become part of the BCA Backers Program, and uh, that means that you give a little bit every month, and uh, it all happens automatically. You don't even have to think about it. You can, of course, make a one-off donation. If you'd like to know more about that, have a look at the BCA website, bca.org.au. The BCA website, of course, is your source for all sorts of information relating to blindness and vision impairment. There's all sorts of uh, review papers, there's publications and uh, many other things besides. If you'd like to know more about uh, people who are blind or vision impaired, then have a look at the BCA website. In the meantime, hope you're all staying safe. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream Of our dreams